You're listening to SA Talk, San Antonio's favorite podcast for discussions around the Alamo City. I'm Zach, your favorite retirement advisor. And I'm Erica, San Antonio's favorite transplant. So welcome into the show. Today is Monday, January 3rd. Happy New Year's, everybody. Happy New Year! I hope everybody enjoyed their New Year's. Um, Erica, how did your New Year's go? It was amazing. We did something completely different this year, and I... It was exciting. I, I couldn't I couldn't believe that that was my life. You ever just like have like an out of body experience and you're like, wait, this is what I'm doing right now. This is it. I'm interested in hearing so. what you did. I mean, did you go out somewhere? Did you have a house party? Like what was going on? So I, I've been to Silo Prime downtown before for like, you know, fancy occasions. And so I knew that they had like a rooftop bar at the Fairmont Hotel. Another place that I had heard about just for being like historic, you know, near the Vigita, blah, blah, blah. And so I called them just out of curiosity. And I was like, do you guys do anything for New Year's Eve? And they were like, well, we have a set menu. And I said, okay, but can I get to your rooftop? And they were like, well, if you reserve a silo prime, we'll let you up to the rooftop. But you got to pay this rate and have this menu. And I was like, okay, fine. Um, Fancy. It. It did. It was very fancy. And it, I spent more money than I'm ever used to. I mean, you're talking to somebody who's like angry when a bean and cheese taco is over a dollar. So I was like, you know, my, my goal, though, if you know the expression, my, my goal, though, my elbow was hurting. But um, it was like a once. I don't want to say once in a lifetime, honestly, because I feel like me and John liked doing that so much on my boyfriend, like doing that so much that we're like, we should do this like every year. It's close enough to the tower that you get to see the fireworks you know, when they go off and we were right on top. And I mean, right on top of the stage where I guess downtown San Antonio has this massive celebration. And I've heard of this only through you. Right. You said that downtown has this giant party. I've never actually seen it before, but the Fairmont Hotel has this um, headquarters suite, I think is what it was called or something like that. And they give you access to that because you were, you, you had their little New Year's Eve dinner. Basically, if you've seen New Orleans, and you see how the French Quarter has those random balconies looking down at the crowds and having all that fun on uh, that one super party street. That was what it was. And we were looking down at everybody celebrating, having the time of their lives. And that, it was, <laughs> Bourbon Street. It I was think so you're perfect. looking for Bourbon Street. Yeah, Bourbon yeah. Street. Yes. Sorry, I've never been. <laughs> I've never um, been, but I hear that that's what it's like. It showed. Like. Okay. Yeah, I, I've heard that that's what it's like. It's, it's on my bucket list, I will say. And, you know, if you do New Year's Eve at the Fairmont next year, I mean, you will feel it practically the same way. John's been to New Orleans and he was like, this is the exact same thing. This feels so amazing. And I was like, I feel amazing. So, Well, I'm glad you got to do that for New Year's. Uh, New Year's was a little different for myself. I and, know. I feel so mean, like, to talking about it, knowing what your experience was. Yeah, it was a little different this year. And I don't know if I just jinxed myself or what. But mm-hmm. me and my family had a little run in with getting sick. And I'm not going to go into mm-hmm. great detail, but we got a little sick. And long story short, we had to stay home. And so my girlfriend and I stayed home for New Year's and we celebrated it with our two little dogs. And when the clock struck midnight, we sat out on the balcony and watched all the fireworks. And we just kind of basked in, uh, I guess, (laughs) everyone else's celebration. There was a few. The illegal activity. Yeah, there was a few people in our own apartment complex that were popping fireworks and (laughs) we got to watch them. But we didn't really partake. And the reason I say I don't know if I jinx myself is because. Her and I would joke from time to time throughout the year that we would stay home this New Year's. And we would ask ourselves, like, why not stay home? Why don't we just stay home this New Year's, not go out to party like we always do, and we just chill out at home? We always would finish that that kind of joking back and forth by saying, eh, we'll probably still end up going to a party. And here yeah. we are 
at 12 o'clock midnight, New Year's Day, and we are in our own apartment, not partying with everyone else. So it was not the best New Year's, but at least we still got to spend it with each other. And and you're going to hear me getting a little bit of a rant later on. Uh, we, we got a lot to talk about on this episode of SA Talk. We're going to go over the, the noise ordinance article that you may have seen recently. Uh, talk about the missing three-year-old, which has been in big news, of course. And then an officer suspension that you probably didn't know about, but it was really interesting. Um, we'll be getting into that. A few housekeeping things, though. Um, I just want to say thank you to everyone that we reached out to and were harping on to vote for us for the San Antonio yes. Magazine Best of the City. We're really trying to go back to back. I forget how long it takes them to announce the winner. Going back to last year, they sent an email out weeks later after the voting ended. Of course, the voting has ended now. Can't vote anymore. But uh, we will keep you updated if we do win. Hopefully we do. Hopefully your votes, you know led to uh, or lead to us winning so, so yes i hope so too my mom was like i'm voting for you every day and my mom doesn't even live here she's like it's the best i know it like- <laughs> uh and, and the other thing i will add to our little housekeeping notes here there is a i don't know if it's my essay or san antonio express news i think it's together but it's their annual reader's choice award that i came across today and it's the same it's well i should say it's a similar whole deal where you got to nominate us first and then eventually i'm sure they're going to pick some top ones that you have to vote for so guys we're kind of starting this late we're getting a a late start to this but you have until january 7th to nominate us so we'll be posting the link over the next few days go in there nominate us best local podcast don't mix it up with best radio show we are not a radio show we are a podcast and don't get me started that's a rant for a different day we, there's a difference between a radio show and a podcast. We are a podcast. And so please vote for us. But that's all I had for housekeeping. Uh, Erica, did you have anything? Nope. Just that I hope that your year is starting off amazing. And if it's not, I hope that you don't let that deter you, really. 2022 is it. 2022, we're coming for you. All right, guys, yes. we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back in our second segment, we'll get into our three topics for the day. So stay tuned. This is what we're made of. The businesses that line our streets and the customers that make them flourish. As a business owner, this is your community, your members, your regulars, your neighbors. Your business is unique, so are your customers. No matter who you need to reach, Spectrum Reach is here to help you connect with the right message on every screen. Visit SpectrumReach.com to connect with a local advertising expert. That's SpectrumReach.com. So welcome back into SA Talk. Um, in this segment, like I said earlier, we're going to get into uh, three different articles that we came across recently that we felt were noteworthy to kind of go over. Um, some of these things you've probably heard about and you saw on the local media recently and a couple of these things you may have not seen. So the first one I wanted to go over was the noise ordinance article. This article came out in uh, the San Antonio report, uh, formerly the Rivard report. And I thought it was interesting because... I first saw this article tweeted out by a good friend of the podcast, Aaron Pena, who, of course, we've noted before, owns Amori Ternano and Squeezebox. He was kind of making a, a joke about it, but it's actually pretty serious. And, and I say that just because these bars, or at least these locations, right, Southtown, uh, St. Mary's, these are traditional locations that have been a part of San Antonio culture and the San Antonio nightlife culture for years, like going back to the 90s, like literally MTV Ooh. Spring Break was at St. Mary's in the 90s. <laughs> you know, it's a, I wish I was there. <laughs> I it's didn't a part. Know that. 
of our culture, right? And of course, we keep hearing the G word over the last few years, mm-hmm. gentrification, and people moving into these neighborhoods, hiking up the prices. My girlfriend and I, one time we went out to brunch at, uh, I think it was Cullum's Girl over there by St. Mary's. We were just curious. So we were walking down one of the streets and we saw someone um, working on this house that was for sale. So we kind of walked in and I just, I literally just out of curiosity, I wanted to know how much a home costed. Right. Like how, how much did this home cost? How much was it, was it going to be sold right. for? And keep in mind, this is kind of a rundown house. That's why he's working on it. And they're going to resell it. I mean, this house was going to go for about a little over $400,000. <gasps> Tiny house. It just goes to show you. And, and people who go down there, they know that, right? They, they're, mm-hmm. That is not a surprise to them how much that home costs. But that, right, you know what you're signing up for. Right. And that's what's happening. But here's the issue. These people that are moving in, some are what we call, uh, for lack of better terms, uppity. And <laughs> when they hear these nightclubs making a lot of noise with music and partying and a lot of people, like it has for many, many years, for decades, and then they're calling code enforcement or they're calling SAPD because of the noise, because of how loud Boo. this place is. Are. Right. And that's and that's yeah. the way I see it. So anyways, this article kind of goes into it. Keep in mind, this article was an, well, I wouldn't say an opinion piece, but it wasn't from oh, gosh, an actual. Oh, but it read like one. It was incredible incredible how it read like one so if you know a little bit about the san antonio report they don't sometimes they have articles that are written by just random people like you can actually submit an article yourself to the san antonio report obviously it has to be written good or well i'm sorry but and that's what this person did so this person is part of the noise ordinance task force okay (laughs) notf i guess that started in march of 2021 And Mm -hmm. it was put together because I guess SAPD was fielding too many calls for Mm -hmm. these noise disruptions or whatever you call it. And so they came up with a task force to have code enforcement be a part of it. Because if you really think about it, there are actual crimes going on, right? There might be burglaries. There might be maybe assaults. There might be whatever. There's there's actual Mm -hmm. things that SAPD needs to tend to. And of course, and they don't need to be taking up their time going because, you know, going over to these bars to try to quiet the noise. So that's the reason for the task force i still don't necessarily agree or at least i haven't been presented enough facts to kind of agree with it but Mm -hmm. that's why they created it i just personally think and i'm gonna let you get a word in and get your opinion on it (laughs) but i just think it is just ridiculous and the reason i think Uh, so is because like i said these bars these nightclubs have been around for decades and these people are just moving in and they think they can control the noise. And they're like, you know what you signed up for. You know exactly <laughs> what you signed up for. You wanted to live close to all the action, close to the nightlife. But you're not about the nightlife 24-7, are you? Huh? Right. Well, then you should have moved your happy little butt to the suburbs if that's what you want. Right. You don't move to Southtown. You don't move to downtown. You don't move to St. Mary's. Right. Or even the, the gay strip. Right. Like you don't right. you don't move to these places if you're not about the nightlife, like almost 24 seven. And, mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean you go out every day. I, when I lived downtown, I didn't go out every day, but you know what? I lived across from market square. Could you imagine the noise I heard every day? Right. Yeah, you understood, but you it, understood like, it. You understood it. That's what right. I went in expecting that. So right. I think this is just ridiculous. You know, I agree. I too enjoy the nightlife. I understand their point of view, obviously like you're like, Hey, I didn't know it was going to be this disruptive or, you know, whatever it is that your sentiment is. To me, I guess what really stood out, just to speak on like a different sentiment, because I know that I agree with you already, is just like, I just, I can't believe that the article exists. Like, I heard you talking about it. I saw um, 
I forget his first name, but Benya, I saw him tweet about it. I saw Puro Pinche, um, Stephanie's tweet about it as well. I saw their sentiment and how they were like, this is ridiculous. But I was like, you know, I opened up the article. I said, too much writing. I'll read it later. When I finally got around to reading the article, it was, you know, growing up, you're like told, like, don't write a paper that's so, like, obviously an opinion. Don't, don't do these statements and don't. And I opened up the article. I'm like, what? is this a blog? Is this a personal blog where somebody gets to say, you know, that sounds suck and there's a reason for these orders. And I mean, it literally sound, it, it read like a rant and it was a rant with really great language and great grammar, but a rant nonetheless. And I was, I think that's what shocks me the most, that it was just that this article's initial headline is very objective. And then when you start reading it, you're like, what the heck? And then come to find out the author is also part of the task force. Right. I was like, wait a second. Wait a second. (laughs) And that's why he submitted it. And and he goes, you know, he goes over in the article, he talks about how SAPD fielded fifty-three thousand five hundred and sixty-four calls within Mm -hmm. a year span. Or a little over a year span Mm -hmm. because of noise. Now, some of those might have been calls like Maybe your your next door neighbor in the suburb is making a lot of noise. So some of those might be about that. Um, right. But he's trying to make the point because he goes on to say that they only issued out of those 53,000 plus, they only SAPD only issued about 70 citations. So he's basically saying, like, that's not enough. Like, if someone calls about noise, there needs to be a lot more than just 70 citations. Yeah. And that's what he's trying to say. And I understand that if it comes to like I said, if you move out in the suburbs, you're doing so because you kind of want a little more quiet life. I understand mm. that. And so if there's big house parties happening, you know, frequently or getting like out of hand and what, it, you know, not going to upset you right, for sure. That part, I mean, I I've get, had that situation, but happen, not, right? not downtown, <laughs> not Southtown, not St. Mary's, not the East side. Not, and, right. Like, and so basically how this works and I'm just learning about this this past week by reading up on it. But apparently this task force, which again is code enforcement, really, is going mm-hmm. out and they have these little devices, I guess, and they read the decibels of the noise. <laughs> and so the ordinance currently limits the sound levels to 70 decibels for businesses from 11 p.m. or until 11 p.m. Fridays and Saturdays and well, until those, those and, and think those about are that outrageous 11 p.m. You want me to shut down the club like People just showing up, honey. <laughs> right. And so to me, like I said, it is just it's a horrendous opinion piece. I just don't think this is the way to go about it. Like and, and I don't know who said it. I think it, it might have been Stephanie, uh, the, the puro pinche. It might have mm-hmm. been Aaron. I, but I also think uh, representative state representative Diego Bernal actually tweeted about it like a few mm-hmm. months back. I remember him saying something mm-hmm. about this, but he was also talking about the construction right now that's going on in St. Mary's. Because a lot of people have had issues with that, too. But his tweet still kind of applies to this, which is like, you're not going to know what you have until you lose it. People don't. I don't want that. People don't want that to happen, especially if you're a bar owner, a restaurant owner. You don't want that to happen to these places. Like, you don't want to look back 10 years from now and be like, man, what happened to St. Mary's? St. Mary's used to be this cool place. You can go out, party, drink your butt off, have a good time. We don't want to turn it into this place where it's upscale. And these places close at midnight, you know, Disgusting. you have to have certain clothing on to go, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, that's yeah. not what these places are. These places are going no. out, being a little raunchy, right? And, and drinking. Shot you in know, the bar it reminds places. me of how, like, people are like, the Keep Austin Weird, you know, thing was like this really cool, like, Austin is weird and edgy and awesome. And I've spoken to a few people that are like, 
it's booty now because it's not it's not what it used to be. Like it used exactly. to actually be weird. Now it's just people. I, this is what I've heard. It's a lot of posers now, whereas it used to actually be a lot of weirdos, which is amazing. We love weirdos. But so it, it almost feels like as you're talking about it, I'm like, oh, my God, like they're going to if you strip St. Mary's of what St. Mary's strip is like that would that would be heartbreaking, especially we just talked about our top bars and a lot of my personal bars were on that strip like that strip is everything and if anything we should be looking at how to make it safer for pedestrians to walk more freely and how to make more of you know benefit the economy in that way benefit in the entertainment district and the entertainment way like let's not strip it of like you said i mean this has been a thing for decades like why are we even Right. worried about it. And he goes on, it's funny that you bring up Austin because in the article he goes on to say that the decade of downtown was not, this is a direct quote, was not an invitation to recreate Austin's 6th Street. And oh you know what? And St. Mary's isn't 6th Street, but St. Mary's it's is St. Mary's. It's our own, right? It's exactly. our thing. It's different from 6th yeah. Street, but it's a San Antonio thing. And mm-hmm. he's trying to say like, oh, it shouldn't be 6th Street. It's a party place. It is a party central area. And they're mm-hmm. trying to take that away. I'm sorry. This guy is probably older. I, in his picture, he looks a lot older. He probably lives close by a bar and he's tired of it. Well, you know what? You can move to the suburbs. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Moving on to the second article. Eric, I know you brought this one up. This has kind of been all over the media recently, mm-hmm. right? And that's going to be the missing three-year-old, yes. which is Lena Keel. That's how I would pronounce it. Yes. If we're mispronouncing it, we're really sorry. But yes. The search for a missing three-year-old goes on, and I'm pretty sure we've all seen it. If you're you're not on social media, you're living under a rock if you haven't been paying attention. But a missing three-year-old went missing first on the December 1st. She was last seen at the Villa del Cabo. December 20th. Oh, sorry. December 20th. Man, there goes my confused a <laughs> two for a one. But near um, the 9400 block of Fredericksburg. Of course, police are urging anybody who knows anything to call them and let them know about it. Anyone with information on the disappearance is asked to call SAPD's missing person unit at 210-207-7660. But yeah, this is just really, I mean, it's just heartbreaking. I think it's its obviously heartbreaking because it's a missing child and she's so little. She's precious as all children are. And I wanted to talk about it a little bit because there are a few things that are interesting to me. I'm a little afraid of saying them, but um, <laughs> I, I, I just, okay. <laughs> I love children. We should definitely be looking for all missing children and all missing people. I do think it's interesting, though, how much attention this one missing child is getting. And please don't hate me, guys. But I think it's fair to say that, you know, children go missing all the time. That's all I That's all I got to say. I just thought it was very interesting because on the same day that I found out about this baby girl, I also got like a Amber Alert for three other children. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I don't see those, I, you know what I mean? Like the correlation between yeah. the Amber Alert children and super media coverage on another child. It was just interesting. I just, that's literally all I'm saying. Definitely, we should we should all be finding all children. To, to kind of back that point up, what I, at least what I hear you saying, not that you, this shouldn't receive attention, it absolutely should, mm-hmm. but that you want every missing child to receive this kind of attention, right? I, I mean, think that, so. That's what it seems like you're saying. And so that part I get. Mm-hmm. And so if someone if someone is listening and, and hears it differently and thinks that, oh, Erica, you know, thinks this is no big deal, like, no, every child should receive this kind of attention if they go missing. My opinion on it, my, my thinking, my reason why it's receiving more attention, I think, number one, it's because of the age of the little girl. Again- I'm going to keep going back to it. 
every child that goes missing, if there's an Amber Alert, it should receive this kind of attention. I think when the the little child is like one, two, three years old, I think that's when people go a little Ooh. when people go a little crazy about it, right? People want to know. And I keep I, I think back to King Jay of uh, the little baby. I don't know if you remember who they ended up killing. They did oh. like a kidnapping uh, over a year ago. I don't know if it was 2020 Dear God, when, no. it, when it happened. And it was like a baby. Like, I think the baby was one or two years old. Um, it was like a botched kidnapping or something. They, this person had the baby in the car, dro- drove to a gas station, got out of the car, left the baby in the car on purpose and had arranged for someone else to go take the car, steal it and kill the baby. Oh like, my God. Terrible, terrible. But for a while, just like with this child, who I hope is still alive, that we didn't know. No one knew what was going on with this King Jay, with this little baby. And so the search was on and then finally they, they did find a body. Oh so it was terrible. But again, that was big news here in San Antonio. And I think it goes to the age. And again, I'm going to say it again. This is the third time I'm saying it. I think every child should receive it. I don't care if they're one. I don't care if they're 10, 12, 15 years old. They should receive this kind of attention. Mm-hmm. But I think that's why. Here's another opinion of mine is I also think they're receiving that attention because the people involved, the family, the community mm-hmm. have put up almost a hundred. Well, I think a little over one hundred and fifty thousand wow. dollars as a reward. Uh, so apparently these these this family are Afghan refugees yes. who got here in twenty nineteen. And so I, I think they're part of a religious community where they're at. And I think that community put together a lot of this money. And so I'm sure a lot of that money has also gone towards like media attention, you know, and of course the media is going to pick up on it. Right. Um, whether you're giving them money or not, they're like, here's a story. They're going to pick up on it. Yes. What was kind of scary was a few days ago on the 9800 block of Fredericksburg Road, uh, which is nearby mm-hmm. where she went missing. They found a bag of bones. <gasps> But Chief McManus came out and said this is not tied to the disappearance. They said they actually don't know if the bones are human or animal, but they know that the bones have are really old. And so they think that that's why it's not related to this disappearance. But they're still on the lookout. I mean, it's been, what, 13, 14, 15 days. Yeah. That's when it starts starts getting a little scary. The last thing, the last little piece of information I want to add is it looks like she was wearing a red dress, a black jacket and black shoes. That was the last thing that she was wearing when she went missing on the little complex playground that she was playing on. So like, like Erica said, you know, call the missing missing persons line. It's 210-207-7660. If you know any information, I'm sure they'll take it. So mm-hmm. I do just want to. So I found a list and there are currently in San Antonio, 34 missing children. Um, but you. You're absolutely right. She is the youngest one. And so that is, you're probably right. That's probably all it took was me to research that. So So moving on to our last article for this week, this article, this news, this piece of news, you probably didn't hear about, um, you might not have heard about. And that is an officer who got suspended recently for being extremely inappropriate. And I'm talking about a police officer. Extremely inappropriate after a dispatch call. So this officer was dispatched because of, I think it was like a domestic violence call. I want to say, I could be wrong. It was a disturbance call, but they don't want to, I guess they don't want to get specific, specific with us. What happened after that? Because that's when things got a little weird. (laughs) So apparently he, you know, he talked to this woman, starts, you know, hitting on her apparently. Quote, and I quote, he says, what is your name, beautiful? (laughs) Um, And so. I just want to, wait, imagine that. (laughs) You just called the police. 
right? Or the police were called on you, whatever. You were yeah. involved in a police interaction. Someone's telling you that, like someone's trying to hit on, like the police is are trying to hit on you. Zach, as like, a woman, I'd be pissed. I'm like, listen, like, I'm in the middle of something. Like, maybe let's right. not get hit on right now. Uh, but yeah, so his body cam footage, you know, and thankfully, I guess I got to say that. Thank you for wearing your body cam and not turning it off and, and not being weird. Yeah, right. Like exactly. not being weird about it. So thank you for, for that. But yeah, I mean, it captured everything. I mean, there's an article on KSAT and you can literally see the transcripts of all the quotes that he was hitting her up with because apparently he didn't just tell her. He, he moved on to texting her too. Like, so there's written texts about it too. You don't even need the body cam. Throw that out the window. Now let's put it in writing. Like, let me... <laughs> Further proof that I can be a little, I don't even know. I want to say that's very creepy behavior. That is prime. It's extremely male creepy creep behavior. behavior. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of these texts, if you, and again, you can go on the, look up the article on KSAT. Mm-hmm. It has the text transcripts, like Erica said. Oh my gosh. Look at some of these. Can- Miss Jones, you are truly beautiful. Oh, your no, hair, your, your glasses, glasses, your lips, your, lips? your skin tone. Oh like, come on. Why would you say that? How can, can, how can, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> How can such a beautiful how can such a beautiful woman is available? I that is, it's ridiculous. It's very awkward. It's just cringy. I'm sitting here sweating and cringe. And, and I think on a little more I know we're kind of joking about it, but on a little more serious note, I saw someone comment under it like this is why a lot of women are frightened to actually mm-hmm. call the cops mm-hmm. or actually report something. I know this was just a disturbance, but. Who knows? It actually could have been domestic violence. We don't know. Right. And even if it is, this is why people are scared because then stuff like this happens. Mm-hmm. And I don't care. You can call this, you know, one out of a thousand chance, or you can say that this is an outlier. This never happens. It's rare. Mm-hmm. It's just a bad apple. But you know what? We see stuff like this come out all the time. You know better than I do, Erica. There are creepy men out there mm-hmm. that that do these things. Mm-hmm. And so it's just ridiculous to have an SAPD officer involved in something like this and you know what what really ticked me off about this too hmm. about the comments hmm. i'm a big i like the cheese man i guess and so i always read the comments <laughs> under articles that are a little little more polarizing like this like literally three comments down there's somebody saying oh what did the girl say can we get her oh transcripts like so they annoying. went directly to wanting to blame the woman it's right so like oh maybe she was putting them on or you know, you know leading them on but you, but you can even see through the hitting on the way he hit on her about her skin color and her, you know, like her glasses. Like, okay, so now she's in trouble for just looking good in what she's got. Like, well, and I think <sighs> so. He's trying to. So this commenter, right now, this person is probably a nobody. They're probably a troll behind a keyboard. Right. This person is trying to say that oh maybe the lady was yeah, hitting on him back. Right. But I'm sorry. Going back to the original body cam footage, his interaction, and this officer's name is Juan Bruno, his first interaction caught on body cam footage was, what is your name? Beautiful. So he started it. Yeah. He started it. Not yeah. her. Mm-hmm. He started it. But and that's on the body cam footage. But starts it, it's like you're in a position of authority, of respect, of, of power, honestly. Like, right. I, I see a police officer and, you know, with everything that's gone on in the world and, you know, there's reasons, there's both sides to all the stories and there's a lot of... There's a lot of things going on around police officers, but I still, to this day, I guess I was raised to, you know, respect officers and I have a certain level of respect for them just because they're in that uniform and because I do have faith that they want to help us all. And so, yeah, if if a guy in a uniform, a police officer is hitting on me, first of all, I'd be pissed because I'm in that situation. But second of all, 
I mean, as a woman, how are you supposed to feel when somebody who's in a uniform in this position of power is hitting on you? You could either be intimidated. You can be a little scared. I mean, you want this guy's help. What happens if I don't flirt back or I don't do this? And, and you know, he's he's am I still going to get the same help? Like there's just there's a time and a place for everything. If he really liked her. I mean, play the long game. If you really like her, check in on her like months down the road and just like, hey, you know, are you doing okay? You know, your situation really made an impression on me. I want to make sure that you're okay. And then leave it alone. Look how easy that is that you came up with that, right? Like, (laughs) like whether or not that would actually work or not, does it matter? But the point is, is you don't in the article, roughly one minute after clearing the call, Bruno (laughs) began texting the woman one minute. Uh, One minute. Damn it, Bruno. They started asking her about her relationship <laughs> status. I mean, this guy had the cojones, I guess, Golly, to do man. this. I mean, it just I don't it know. goes to show it, like how often does he do this? Because it's obviously like you were too too confident going in a minute later. Well, and I think the reason he's confident is because I, I did a little research, I looked up his name, and I found another KSAT <laughs> article. <laughs> from I think 2017 oh my God. and this it was an good. article about this guy salsa dancing and his mm. video went viral on Facebook his or something like that lie. and and you know what <laughs> the salsa dancing was pretty good yeah. better dancing than me but I think that just went to his head yeah I think it went to his head and obviously the fact that he's doing that probably means that he has he doesn't lack confidence most likely and so when you when you don't lack confidence and you're 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 behind a badge and you know you're on a power trip like that it leads to stuff like this what's what's kind of scary is how many more people are like that out there right so it's a little frightening it's just you know just be better guys if you really really like her play the long game she'll be worth the long game you'll be okay always you know hit up hit on women with respect that's literally that's all it is that's all it is and try to put yourself in her position she just dealt with some sort of disturbance situation just just wait it out, man. This could have been so different. <laughs> well, luckily, he was placed under a suspension without pay. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen further than that, mm-hmm. but hopefully he learns from this mistake and hopefully he's better. I'm assuming, I mean, they've let these officers keep their jobs over something worse. So I'm assuming he's going to keep his job. Yeah. Which, you know, I get it. Like, this isn't as bad. No. But, but I mean, it's something that he needs to do a whole lot of learning on. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so hopefully he does. But right. that is going to wrap up this segment with our news articles and local happenings here in San Antonio. We're going to take one last quick break. And when we come back, we'll be giving our local rec of the week as well as our weekly rants. So stay tuned for that. Hey, guys, it's Zach. As some of you may know, I help people plan for retirement. And as your advisor, I can not only show you how money truly works, but put you in control of your money today and in retirement. If you're looking to schedule a financial review, please give me a call at 210-760-0409. So welcome back into SA Talk. In this third and last segment, we'll be giving our local recommendation of the week, as well as our weekly rants. So Erica, I think it's your turn when it comes to the recommendation. So what is your local rec for this week? There was a time where I recommended Wapo Taco, and so it. I'm going to probably recommend a lot of places out there. I also recommended Savage Coffee not too long ago, and that's just basically because I work over there. You caught me. I don't want you guys to stalk me. But <laughs> Those are all within like the same area. That is <laughs> the same area I'm working at, so I am going to figure out everything that's out there local. My recommendation is Hometown Burger. 
From what I gather, they're definitely local. They have tons of locations throughout San Antonio, way more than I ever anticipated. And the reason what caught my attention, honestly, is how diner-ish it looks on the outside. It's so cute. It has this like light up sign. It's it's for someone who's this into aesthetic things. It caught me. You got me. I like diners. My personal experience about the situation was there was a line for that drive-thru. I dedicated 20 minutes to that line on my lunch break and I was not mad about it. I was sitting there maybe a little mad at first because I was like, listen, if I eat this burger and I don't enjoy it, I'm going to be super (laughs) pissed that I gave half my lunch break to it. But it was delicious. It was amazing. I had their fries, crispy, warm, delicious, and their burger was also just as delicious. They have pretty awesome chicken and uh, meat options for your burgers. They may. I feel like I saw a vegetarian or vegan option. I'm pretty sure I did, but if they don't, you can always eat your potatoes. Uh, My opinion is that it's amazing. I love it. Can't wait to try it again. Definitely on your greasy day, though, so if you're like a fit fit person and you're like I don't eat that stuff save it for your cheat day because you deserve it um they are the place I went to is located on 7907 West Loop 1604 right next to that Wapo Taco it's a little shopping center and but like I said they have a lot of uh, locations throughout the city Social media, if you'd like to follow them, check out some pictures of their delicious foods. You can go to Instagram at Hometown Burger SA. Looks, it looks pretty good to me. I'm just looking at the pictures. I know sometimes pictures lie, but hopefully it doesn't <laughs> for this place because they really do look like good homemade burgers. I can yeah. tell just by looking at the, the meat and the bacon, the way they put all of the, uh, you know, the insides of the burger on top of each other. It mm-hmm. seems like more of a homemade burger yes you know that's than what just i like your, about it yeah as opposed to just your standard fast food burger right it looks very what do you call it, streamlined right cookie cutter if you will but this looks it has like a completely different flavor you're like does this taste like me i don't exactly know. but this looks <laughs> like somebody made it like your your theo in the back like made these burgers you know for someone's birthday so i mean they look really yes. good i'm gonna have to try it out um especially that it's right by wapo taco i know last time wapo kind of uh, let me down a little bit but uh, i don't think hometown burger will because it looks good so um i'm looking forward to your next recommendation that's in that same strip center mall because it seems like you <laughs> like that area <laughs> catch me there on my lunch breaks guys but also don't scare me so once again hometown burger now We started this tradition a couple weeks ago on our last essay talk episode. And like I said, we're going to keep it going because I I really enjoy going on a rant about things. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a struggle for both of us sometimes to like keep the rant within a couple of minutes. Um, But that's why it's a rant. Right. So we're going to keep it going for this week. My rant is why do we not have enough covid tests? Why? Why? We have had almost two years of this pandemic. Okay, two years, two years. Why have there not been enough tests manufactured and distributed? We've had so much time to create tests and get maybe uh, tests sent out to people's homes, um, enough tests sent out to local pharmacies, grocery stores, hospitals, Mm -hmm. things like that. Like I said, I had a recent run in where I got a little sick. I needed to go get tested for COVID, right? Yes. I could not find a single place. Keep in mind, when I first started looking for a place to go get tested, it was, I don't know, Thursday, the next available test for me at, at different locations, CV, I checked CVS, Walgreens, Walmart, HEB. I checked the central, the central med. I would have to wait a week to get my test. By then, COVID would have gone away. What's the point? Mm. I could have infected other people. 
But I didn't. I played it safe and I stayed home. That's my rant is we should have a lot more tests by now and we don't. I agree. Uh, I actually had to take a test recently and uh, I got I was lucky. I feel like I got I got like an at home one just in the nick of time before it like blew up and nobody could find one. in. so, yes, I agree with your rant. I don't have many rants. Um, I just have this weird funk I'm in. I don't know if anyone else is in it. It feels really weird because on one end, I'm really excited new year. And on the other, I'm really sad. Maybe I'm those people that like doesn't like letting go. And I'm like, no, I'm not ready with 21. And they're like dragging me by by my feet into 2022. But uh, so if you feel like that, I just wanted you to know you're not alone. And my rant is just about it's okay to feel sad. Uh, but also stay positive. <laughs> you gotta do both. Uh, so before we wrap up this episode, we do want to announce something big. You might have seen our personal Twitters, Facebook, kind of hinting at something big coming up. And um, yeah, we're working on a new logo, right? Yes. So we're coming up with a few different designs. In fact, Erica has done a tremendous job of coming up with multiple, multiple uh, designs for us. And we've kind (laughs) of narrowed it down to about four Mm -hmm. that we're going to ask for the public's opinion on. So your opinion. Yeah, your opinion. So whether you're a design person or not, because you listen, right, because you follow us, we want to know what you think. So we're going to be putting this poll out on Facebook, I think on Instagram, for sure on Twitter. So mm-hmm. we want to know what you think. Okay, there's going to be four different logos. Let us know. We want your honest, honest, raw feedback. Yes. And if you're like a designer and you just like feel like, well, I got all this free time. I might as well create a really cool logo for these people. I mean, feel free to send something in and then we can talk about it. Yeah, I mean, Zach, I was going to cut into the whole where you can reach us thing, but that's your thing, so... With that said, <laughs> that's going to wrap up this week's episode of Essay Talk. I want to give a huge thank you to all the repeat listeners, everyone tuning in every week. Sorry we couldn't come to you guys last week, but it was Christmas. We were celebrating with our family. So it means a lot to me that you do keep listening and, and enjoying the content that we keep putting out. I also want to thank any new listeners that have come on recently and checked out the thank show. You. I hope you enjoy everything that we've been doing. Check out the other series um it's been a few weeks now i get that but we'll be coming soon with searching for san antonio you can go back and uh, check out some of those recent episodes or those previous episodes if you want to help the podcast out and help us out please give a rate and review on apple podcasts um it literally takes less than three minutes you can give us a star rating you can tell us what you think how we can improve we're always looking for that feedback lastly if you or any business owners you know are looking to advertise with us a great local podcast, please reach out to us. You can reach us at our first names at sapodnetwork.com. So for me, that's Zachary, Z-A-C-H-A-R-Y at sapodnetwork.com. And of course, Erica at sapodnetwork.com. Thank you all again. Have a wonderful week. See you again next week. And Viva San Antonio. Viva San Antonio.